The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. All right, please put your hands together for Matthew Berry, Field Yates, and Stefania Bell! What's up? What's up, Baltimore? Hello. All right, I got I got a good feel on this one tonight. I've got a good feel. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did you break something already? We we haven't even started. Oh. (laughs) Baltimore, Maryland. Great to be here. Great to be at Rams Head Live. We got a good feel on this crowd already. Thoughts on this shirt I'm wearing tonight? A little for those who might not have the long range lenses on. Oh, my God. Not bad for a running back, huh? Any Lamar Jackson fans here? It's like... Are you guys just going to stand and do the whole thing? I am. Yeah, that's right. Actually, no, I'm sorry, Stefania. We're at a concert. So, (laughs) death, taxes, and field, buying a shirt the day of a show that sucks up to the crowd. There's only three things in this world you can count on. Uh, Three days ago, thank you very much. Bought it on Friday. Nice pickup right here. I even bought one for Daniel Dodd because I was feeling generous. Got a show to do, huh? You're feeling dangerous? Or gen- oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not many Browns fans around yeah, here, huh? Yeah. How, how dangerous are you feeling? Like you'll overthrow wide open receivers? <laughs> no, I, I said I was that feeling generous. Dangerous? Oh, generous. Generous. Generous, right. generous, dangerous. It's all relative. Let what me else? get my paper out here. All right. So, very excited Hold to on. be in Baltimore, oh, yeah. home of the yeah. 2-0 Ravens. Yeah. Feeling I really believe, good about the Ravens. I believe, Field Yates, I am currently challenging you to a suck-up-off. <laughs> wow, the only you, one you know what? I had to make sure you said that properly. Yeah. I don't always say things properly. I don't always say things properly. But, uh, yes, you're not the only one that can pander to the crowd. Yeah! Everyone, he- anyone here uh, on their fantasy teams, you have future Hall of Famer Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Future Hall of Famer Marquise Brown. That works. Mark Andrews as well. We'll get to all that, but yeah. should we? I love, should... I love how Daniel's raising his hand. Now he's sucking up to the crowd, too. Yeah, so what do you got, Daniel? Between the three of you. No, I have Lamar no. Jackson and Marquise right. Brown on a number of fantasy teams. That's all Oh, I'm that's all good. Right. There you See? go, Brad. Daniel, right. okay, so let's get things rolling here. We'll have plenty of Ravens talk throughout the evening. I know you guys talked about questions just a minute ago, but... Although it feels like an eternity ago because of all the NFL news we had today, we had a game last night. The Browns did, did beat we? the Jets. Monday Night Football, <laughs> I'm sure you were all watching Baker Mayfield against Wait. Luke Falk. Yeah. <laughs> who, the, who the heck was the Jets On quarterback? ESPN. Yeah, catch the buzz, baby. Luke Falk. Any Luke Falk truthers in here? Didn't think so. Yeah. Anyway, so Baker Mayfield and the Browns get their first victory of the season but maybe it's not all good because Baker Mayfield and the Browns are supposed to wreck this league and it was supposed to be this takeover. It's supposed to be Baker as this amazing quarterback and Odell. And <laughs> I know how you feel over there. 
But it feels like so far, because Odell was, was really good last night, maybe the player that draws the most concerns is Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, he of 81 catches at minimum over his first five NFL seasons. The guy that rolled out of bed and had 100 catches in a year. Struggling out of the gates here, Matthew. A little bit concerned about Jarvis Landry, who I think some people, maybe one of us included, thought could be a top 25 wide receiver this season. So you ask if I'm concerned, and the answer is no, and I'll tell you why. I'm not concerned because I didn't like him to begin with. (laughs) Sounds personal. Wow. He's... He was on the preseason hate list. He is doing exactly what I thought he would do, which is, in the world of fantasy, not all that much. We talked about in the preseason about how once Freddie Kitchens took over, his red zone target share went down significantly. His overall target share went down significantly. We talked in the preseason about Jarvis Landry is a volume guy that... Whenever he has had fantasy success, except for one year in Miami, his last year with the Dolphins, with the exception of that one year, he has never been a big touchdown guy. He has always needed volume for his fantasy success. And with Odell Beckham Jr., with what we expected to be a heavy run game with Nick Chubb, with uh, David Njoku, with Rashad Higgins, by the way, he didn't play last night, but they like Higgins in Cleveland. With all those weapons and the fact that Baker likes to, you know, spread the ball around, we didn't expect, or at least I didn't expect, a huge target share for Jarvis Landry. I mean, think about this. Weeks one through eight last year, 54% red zone target share. Once Freddie Kitchens took over in week nine, 14.3%. So, yeah, his target share is down to 21%. That's down from last year where it was over 26%. I'm not concerned because this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Well, maybe I'm a dummy because I had a little bit more optimism surrounding Mr. Jarvis Landry you were this offseason. Oh, not the first time. Actually, maybe it is the first time. I, mean, I don't think you're dumb, Phil, because I kind of I was with you. Thanks, Stefania. So you were smart. also brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You know, any I, event. Then, let just... this be the one time during the show where Field and I were both wrong and you were right. Yeah. Was well, just... <laughs> can we end the show now? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you, Baltimore. This was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, what I was going to say, though, on Jarvis Landry was that, so it's only two games, and I actually don't, like, a 21% target share is not that terrible, by the way, for a player. It is when your quarterback can't hit anyone. Well, that, that, that was what we're going to get to. Exactly. In all seriousness, that's listen, more of the I, issue. I had Baker as a top five play coming into the season, so I will, I will own that. He looked terrible last night. I thought he did not look good. The numbers don't really reflect it, because Odell Beckham is a magician. You know, whether it's one-handed catches down the sidelines or taking a pass and running 90 yards. But I thought the numbers looked a lot better than Baker Mayfield did yesterday, whether it was missing open receivers, whether it was forcing into double coverage. I am a little con- I am concerned about Baker Mayfield. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm concerned as well because we have seen no rushing value, which some people thought that could be improve a little bit during this season, which was the strength of his game during his time at Oklahoma. Um, and the accuracy has been poor so far this year. They've got some banged-up playmakers. You mentioned that Rashad Higgins is already hurt. David Njoku left the game last night because of a concussion. concussion? Is, the hey, offensive line stinks. I was just going to say, is the offensive line hurt, or are they just bad? Yeah, they're they bad. look brutal. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm a little bit nervous about Baker. I'm a little bit nervous about what it means for Jarvis Landry. The, Steve, the season is still young. I'm actually, I think I'm more nervous about what it means for the Browns, who came in with Super Bowl hopes this year. Look at their next four weeks in the schedule. I think it's the Rams, and then Seattle. They go to New England. Play the Ravens. Like, it's not going to be easy here for the Browns over the next four weeks. That is, yeah. I mean, tough sledding, as they say. Tough sledding. They're going to have to get uh, quick, fast. But I have to say that as banged up as the Browns are, they're not as banged up 
as the New York yeah, Jets, Stefania. Hold on just one second. Did Matthew just progress the conversation in a positive direction? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that is Very so proud weird. Very Don't. proud of you, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not... What What was that? We, I, <laughs> Did you just, like, praying mantis? Like, hello. No, he's like a dramatic, like... Are you like an eight-year-old ballerina right now? Like, what is going on here? He's an actor. Oh, it was a curtsy. He's an actor. Normally, yeah. Like, you know what? Maybe you've To heard. be fair, you do have twin daughters that are yeah. seven, so I guess that you maybe you would, you would learn curtsies this time of your life. Sure. <laughs> There's so many responses I have to that, and yet I'm going to just sit back down and let the Divine talk about injuries. Where shall I begin with the Jets? I mean, everybody knows Sam Darnold's out for multiple weeks. They're hoping. I actually heard they let him out of his room. They let him out of quarantine. So he's very, he's very happy about that. Um, he is no longer in timeout. It's good. He's yeah. no longer in timeout because of his mono. He is out and about a little bit. But the big thing is you can't have Did contact. they have him like in a bubble? They did. He was, he was frustrated. They had to come to his apartment and bring him things because they were not letting him out. They don't want everyone to get mono. By the way, <laughs> that actually sounds like a good gig. <laughs> like, Make millions like, of dollars saying, sit like, in your me, apartment me, all day? Like, I'm just thinking about this. Like, so you can it's stay not, in your If you've you had stay, mono, it's you not You can a stay good home, thing. have people bring you things, and not have to go to work. Like, it sounds like what you do it, every day. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of want mono. If, if, Sounds Sam, like Matthew from the months of January to August every I mean, year, right? Basically, like, if Sam Darnold's listening, can we make out? Because <laughs> I would like to stay at home and have people bring me things and not have to work. That's a, that sounds like a good gig to this guy. I'm sure Sam's very interested in that offer. Yeah, I'm just, It doesn't have to be, like, with no tongue. I mean, I'm just... Just is, enough to get the but disease. But does it actually transmit? Okay, okay, yeah, got right? it. You don't need tongue to transmit. No tongue. I'm just... Let's not be weird about it. <laughs> just, just, you know, just asking to make out with Sam Darnold. What's wrong with that? There's so many things. Anyway, Are you saying you think Sam could do better? Because you're right. I'm just. I, mean, I know it'd be, he like, could it'd do be a pity better. kiss. That's what I'm saying. It'd be a it'd be a pity kiss. <laughs> What's in it for Sam? That guy knows. What? What's in it for Sam? What's in it for Sam? <laughs> I, well, I feel like <laughs> I, it's a good question. I, probably nothing in the, there's probably nothing in it for Sam. It would have to, it'd have to be, it'd be, a, it'd be a charitable moment for him. It's going to be a, it'd be a good charitable moment. Like we could, you know, like like one of those. Like I'd be like a Make a Wish kid. You know what I mean? I fear we've gone just, just too far. Older. This has gone way off. It's the a little rails. older. <laughs> okay. That's what you want. That's your one wish in life. Make out Sam Brown get mono. No, don't. Don't there are easier ways to accomplish this. Sam that I'm not sick. And just, anyway, all right. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Uh, let's try and recover. Yes. Uh, like Sam, Sam would like to recover. So you can't have contact for several weeks after um, when you have a diagnosis of mono because you have to protect the spleen. So Sam is probably not going to come back before the bye week and week four for the Jets. So you're talking until at least week five. Obviously, they lost Trevor Simeon, done for the year with an ankle injury. So, uh, hey, Le'Veon Bell was the emergency quarterback last night. Maybe he'll throw to himself, catch, run. What do you think? Sure. 
<laughs> I mean, they might literally have I've no other worse. options. Let's make this a little bit serious, yeah. though, for this game yeah. or games that they may be without Sam Darnold because they play the Patriots this week and then somebody in week four. Luke Falk is the only healthy quarterback on the roster because Trevor Simeon also went on IR today yeah. after That's suffering an ankle fracture. I said that. It's like, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyways... Luke Falk is the only quarterback that's healthy right now on the roster. They'll eventually sign somebody else. But, Matthew, uh, Jameson Crowder was really awesome in week one, 14 catches. Robbie Anderson was a buzzy name this preseason. Is there any scenario you could start either one of these players? In week three against the Patriots? No. Yeah. No. I mean, there is – I mean, there is – the only scenario I can think of where I would start one of these guys is if – Sam Darnold said, okay, I will make out with you, but only if you promise to start my guys, Jameson or Robbie, on your fantasy team. But other than that, no. I mean, look, first off, I believe the line, I believe the line for the Patriots-Jets, the initial line is like 22 and a half. 22 and, and a half, yeah. And it may not be big enough. Like, I bet I that know, gets bet up to like 25 the by the end of the week. Yeah. I mean, it's Luke. I mean, and I believe Thirsty Kyle. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the game is at New England. I don't have a schedule it in front of me. At New England, yep. So, at New England, twenty-two and a half. Right. Competition. Third, third string, third string quarterback Luke Falk, who couldn't make the Dolphins going into Gillette. What could go wrong? Can't think of anything. <laughs> so no, there is no scenario. I mean, the only Jet you're starting this week would be Le'Veon Bell. By the way, obviously. how he has made out really well in this. I'm sorry? Le'Veon Bell has made out really well through his first two so weeks far, in the yes. sense that, like, hey, he was, a unpop- he was unpopular, not, not, not just because he's played for the Steelers, but just unpopular in general after last season, the way he did not end up showing up. He looks like a star again. The way he lied about showing up Tell me continually. More. The way Tell he me lied more. and kept lying. Did he lie to you on Twitter? Went on did the he record, lie to you on Twitter? Went, went, went on the record uh, on, on, on Twitter and told the fan that he would be there by September 1st and his... His agent gave interviews saying he would be there, and then he said he was coming back, and then he gave an on-the-record interview to Jeremy Fowler, who's covered him for years and who's a great reporter, saying he would be there during the bye week in Week 7, and then he lied about that. And then the teammates that had blocked from him for years, they turned their back on him. And so, what? He did not spoil that game. That's a great point. That is true. By the way, I'd like to... for that, I ranked him above LaShawn McCoy. Hey! I mean... We have quite a... We're going to get to a library in a second. We have quite a smorgasbord of jerseys that I can see. Is that a... We got a Devontae lot. Parker, is that a Koamisi jersey right there? 55. Who's that? Uh, you got... Well, Cooley. The Cooley's almost legit. Koamisi? Yeah. Is that Zach Thomas? Let's see. Joey Porter. That is... Wow. Okay. Joey Porter jersey. We're a lot of ground here. I see, a, I see a secret squirrel shot. You got Josh uh, Allen. Nice. He's wearing I a like secret, secret squirrel, squirrel shirt. Yeah, you do. That guy and I already hugged. Megatron jersey <laughs> over there. All right. But, I, okay. see, I see a fantasy football chick here in the front row. Like a little that. fantasy That's life. Right. Appreciate that. If Look at that guy. Look at that guy right president there. Come, wait, uh, come president up here. of what? Wait, a hang on. Mediocre? President of A Mediocre. Just come up here around the stage. Just Look at this lighting right here. Yeah, definitely take your time. Absolutely. Take a stroll casually. Yeah, grab a drink on the way. Maybe a beer for Absolutely. me while you're at it. Come in here. Come in here. Look at this. Look at this right here. Come on. Get better than this. Get better than this. That's a hell of a t shirt. That looks like I the guy to throw Avengers that up on fantasylife.com. 
one. I want to know if you wear it when you mow the lawn or if you wear it proudly. You think Matthew mows the lawn? <laughs> you think a guy who's, trying to, who's begging to make out with a 23-year-old actually takes the time to mow the lawn? Oh, wait. There's a, there's a back, too. Wanted. Matthew Berry for bringing politics into fantasy football. I didn't, what are you talking about? Reward, $2 in fab, 2% budget, Washington, D.C., October 27th. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you were at the D.C. show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see. Now I get it. Yes, yes, yes. Very good reference. Two years. You've had this shirt for two years. Fantastic. I, I appreciate that. No, I sleep in it. I sleep in it. And, um, <laughs> I can and, tell. And, that makes and it worse. And, and by the way, and when, when, um, when it's time for Mrs. Roto and I to get romantic... <laughs> But I'm feeling tired. I basically put on that shirt so she knows what she's into. You know, it's just like, listen, honey. I've killed gonna, the mode right there. That's like, way, we're just going to get this over quickly. We'd like to invite a couple of special guests up to the stage right now to help us with a read. And listen, these guys are talented. Where are they? Can we bring up? Oh, here, here oh, Daniel. So yes. your kick on. and chip. Hold on. Let's so, give an introduction I here. I was going to do it right. I was okay, tell it me right. how it goes. You so, you guys, so how, everyone here, I assume, listens regularly to the 06010. Yes? All right. We got a couple of blank stairs there. We'll, if, we'll survive. If you listen to the 06010, you've heard Wasted Away in Maddieville, right? For example, you've heard She's Not a Cone. You've heard The Secret Squirrel. You've heard the Field Yates Cheers theme. It is Kit and Chip. Kit and Chip. The authors. Of these songs. They're way too, ta- right. way too so, talented for this podcast. Way too talented. We don't understand. We, Despite our mediocrity, we managed to inspire creative people to come and hang out with us. Which one of you is Kit and which one of you is Chip? <laughs> these people don't know. You have a great memory. I'm Kit and that's Chip. <laughs> All right. So do me a favor. Kit and Chip, come over here. So uh, Kit, do me a favor. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm coming. Okay. So... The way we got to know you guys is via email, obviously. You guys emailed into the show, and we developed a relationship and a friendship, and you guys have done great work for us as well. And recently, you sent Secret Squirrel an email, which I printed out here. Me, just me. I printed it out. I prepped everything. And I, and I would like you, Kit, if you don't mind, could you read the email that you sent to us right there? If you could just read that out loud to the crowd here. I will do it. Dear Matthew, Stefania, Field, and Daniel, it wouldn't be football season if we didn't write another theme song for our favorite podcast. Agreed. This installment is for none other than the best senior fantasy editor in the business, Not Cool, Keith Lipscomb. Let's go! That's right! Not Cool, Keith. Come on up here, Keith. Keith, come on up. There he is. Look how not cool he is. Come on up. Matthew, the, the arbiter is. of cool, Matthew Berry. Not cool, Keith. Right, that's fair. I shouldn't be talking. All right, not cool, Keith Lipson. Go ahead, sir. Not really sure what that job title actually means, but it sounds important. <laughs> we had the pleasure of meeting Keith at one of the live shows and are happy to report that he is, in fact, totally cool. That's very true. Given his love for all things Cleveland, this theme song could only really go in one direction. As always, thanks for being far and away the best podcast out there. You bring joy to our lives and so many others, and we're extremely grateful. Without further ado, please enjoy Lipscomb Rocks. Twitter says he loves college hoops and talking tribe. Like Shefty and Secret Squirrel. 
He's a two phone guy. If you look at the start of bowling league, he already has a team. The editor of all our fantasy. He's not cool, Keith. Not cool, Keith. He rarely speaks on the pod. But not cool, Keith. Not cool, Keith. Not cool, Keith. Lift some rocks. Very, very impressive. Love that. That might be my new favorite. Uh, let's give a microphone here to Not Cool Keith. Oh boy. All right, Keith. Not There's cool some upside Keith. for Not Cool Keith. Your, your reaction to Kitten Chip's masterpiece. I'm honored. I mean, how, what else could you be? I mean, I didn't think I would definitely deserve a song, so I mean, I'll take that for sure. But I'm always We amazed. didn't either, but they went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, well, we don't listen to you anyway. Right, fair. <laughs> No, but I thought it was cool because, uh, you know, like you said, don't speak a lot on the pod. So to find anything about me is impressive. So yeah, really good research story. right there. How'd you find out he has two phones? Very difficult. Well, we listen to the pod. Sometimes yeah. we listen and download. I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate that. So anyway, uh, as you know, will you be playing that song when you go to bowl? Oh, I probably should. It should be like a walk-up music. It wa- exactly. Be walk-up e- music. Each time, too. When you and your bowling uh, mates beat uh, Thirsty Kyle and Secret Squirrel in their bowling league, because they did, they beat them last year, right? Yeah, your we bowling did. team. Yeah. Uh, so uh, very cool. Well, congratulations, Keith. I'm sure we will play that Thank many, you many very times. Much, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, guys, Kit and Chip, if you guys could uh, stay up here with us and uh, help us do a library, we have a library, right? Kit's got it. Oh, oh just <laughs> he's, Kit, he's you are the voice of the two. Right, what, okay. what library are we doing right now? ZipRecruiter, do you have the script for ZipRecruiter there? I sure do, Matthew. Sure do, Matthew. In fact, podcast. all of you have it because I put it on all of your sheets. It's amazing that nobody has it up on the right. stage right now. It's really incredible. All right. Appreciate it's all right of you for there. coming to the pre-show meeting. The Thank you for that. Wait, Daniel, just for them to read. What are you talking about? It's right there. What are you yelling about? There is going great. Every single one of you has a ZipRecruiter read. It's literally laid out in black and white that this is the one that we're doing now. I'm up here entertaining. I'm up here Is that what we call it? I'm up here hitting on Sam Darnold. I got stuff going on. All right, here we go. You ready? Uh, Here we go. We're going to start it off in three. Here we go. Hiring can be a slow process. (laughs) Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants, so he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter... Oh, I'm going to start that again. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first within the first day. <laughs> See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. No. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. Right, one more time for the people in the back. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. Nice. The smartest way to hire. Right. Hey. Yo. So, hey. Well done. One, one last question for you guys. I'm just curious. 
how take me quickly through uh, the process when you guys decide to come up with a song like how, how do you guys work in terms of do you come up with a hey let's parody Cleveland Rock so you say like hey we want to do, uh, do do you work with the melody first do you work with the kind of the lyrics tell me take me a little bit through your working process we get really drunk and then we... <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, that's my process <laughs> okay First off, we just uh, Kit comes up with the track. We or we think of who, what, what song we want to parody, and then Kit comes up with the track. And also, every time I'm listening, or either of us listening to the podcast, we write down any notes. I was trying to squeeze geriatrics in there, but it didn't work out. It's <laughs> uh, so. a tough word to the fit in. The next song about me, you can squeeze geri- geriatrics in there uh, very quickly. And so, for people that are interested in more of your work, you guys are local to the area, obviously. Uh, when People are there. If people are more interested in finding out more about your work and what you guys do, because it's not just goofy parody songs for uh, for a dumb podcast. Uh, where can they find you? And tell a little bit. Tell the people a little bit about what you guys do to actually make a living. Yeah, other than writing theme songs, uh, so we split our time. We record artists and produce their records, and then we also write songs that are on TV. So we wrote. Uh, we just finished producing a great album for somebody who was on The Voice. We had a song in a show called Station 19, but Shonda Rhimes. So we do that. You can go to alpinered.com, or you can check us out on Instagram. He's Chip Ar, the one who sings everything, and I am uh, Kit Carlson. That's awesome. Give it up for Chip and Kit. Yeah, give it up. Kit and Chip, give them a big round of applause. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, my Thank friend. Go Pats. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Thank, Thank you. you. So it was a day. It was a day today. It was totally a day. There was a lot going on. A lot, a lot going of news. On. All right, lot Stephane. Of, a lot of news. Stephane is about to be busy. So, Stephane, let's get down to it. Cam Newton has a foot injury, and I'm told it was not a re-aggravation, but an aggravation. Not sure what the difference is, yeah, but you were very specific about this during oh the pre-show gosh. meeting. Cam's aggravated, or his foot is aggravated, yeah, or both. We won't, what we won't, is going we'll on? spare people our grammar argument over aggravation versus re-aggravation. But bottom line is, everybody knows Cam Newton hurt his foot in the preseason. I was told at the time that this, had it been the regular season, he would have likely stayed in the game. Probably would have played the following week. So that gives you an indication that they did not think it was serious. Uh, He was doing much better, was pain-free before week one. Had a little bit of soreness after the first week one game, but nothing that limited him uh, and technically nothing that was holding him back. And anybody who watched week two, that Thursday night game, you obviously saw that Cam is just not himself. Uh, there was much debate after the game about whether, you know, the Panthers were trying to hide, that he was hurt, and why would they make that call at the end of the game? Were they trying to keep him from running? I honestly believe that they did not know. Again, the Panthers said that they just found out after the game that Cam's foot was bothering him. And I actually believe that for a number of reasons, but honestly, to me, and I told these guys earlier, he looked so defeated, it sort of reminded me of what we saw with Andrew Luck uh, when he was making the decision Thanks. that he wasn't going to play anymore. And you forget that these injuries are not, it's not black and white. It's not like you're hurt and then all of a sudden you're 100% better. This is a guy who played hurt for over half the season last year, had to relearn how to throw with a totally new range of motion, then his foot on top of it, and he's been hit, we've documented this before, more than any other NFL quarterback. He's taken more physical abuse in his time, partially his doing, too, because he's such a physical quarterback, and to me, he looked lost. Like, he didn't look like he knew how to be 
a quarterback in this new normal for him where he's not taking as much contact and he's not setting himself up. So right now, it's very unclear whether he's going to be able to play. I would say it certainly doesn't look great, um, but we'll see. We'll see. What ha- it's hard to have confidence in him, and I thought this was really going to be a big year for him. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, Stefania. So two things. There's a lot to unpack there. Great information. So I have two questions for you, Field Yates. Yeah. So Stefania says, you know, she's unsure if he's going to play on Sunday. And my first question to you is, does it matter? In all seriousness, in all seriousness, that's not a cheap shot, but he's not running. And so if you're talking about Cam Newton, the pocket passer, is that a quarterback you're interested in fantasy-wise? Because it's not for games. me. No, it's not. He's got minus two rushing yards for the first two games. He's been erratic at best as a passer. The play that it's believed that he aggravated his foot took place relatively early on in the game. He was 7 for 8 prior to that play. I think he went something like 18 for his final 30. No, I'm sorry, 12 for his final 30 after there. So Cam was throwing the ball fine up to that point. But Cam was a pocket passer, not the quarterback that I'm interested in to start this weekend. I mean, just talking about fantasy here. I mean, so that's a very good point NFL-wise. But fantasy-wise... Cam Newton, I believe, off the top of my head, since he came into the NFL, is, I want to see, 57%, 58%, something like that in, that in terms of completion yeah. percentage. Like, he has been inaccurate as a thrower for the majority of his NFL career. His fantasy value has come from the rushing. And so whether it was because he aggravated the foot or not, like I said something on Twitter to the fact, like, the end of that game, like, they're on the one-and-a-half-yard line or whatever, and, like, old Cam Newton takes that himself. And scores, right? And so the fact that they didn't even attempt that, you know, I thought was a red flag. And so, and then the other piece of it here is just for long term, I mean, he'll play the rest of the season, but we, we he, hope. We hope, right? I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I'll, I'll say this, and you tell me if you think I'm crazy or not. So I'm in three dynasty leagues. Okay. I have Kyle Allen in two of them, and the only reason I don't have him in the third is because somebody beat me to him. Am I crazy for holding on to Kyle Allen? No, because he's on track to become a starting quarterback perhaps as soon as this Sunday. So Kyle Allen, who, by the way, was at one time the number one recruit in the country coming out of high school, went to Texas A&M, finished up college at Houston, but he beat out a third-round pick this year for the Panthers' backup job, and people that I spoke to down there said, you better watch out for this kid going forward. Now, So, by the way, real quickly, last week, last year, week 17, they rested most of their starters. Cam didn't play. Kyle Allen had 25 fantasy points. He was the seventh best quarterback in fantasy week 17. Now, it's week 17, obviously, so you take this all with a grain of salt, but no Christian McCaffrey in that game. He played like four plays, something like that. 16 to 27, 228 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown as well, had five rushes for 19 yards. To your point, Kyle Allen's better than you think he is, and I think he would be, if you're like, you're not picking up and starting him, especially, but. If you're in a league where you're like, it's a deeper league and there's not much on the waiver wire and you're sitting there and you're like, I just lost Ben, I just lost, or it's a two-quarterback league or a 14-16 team league, again, Kyle Allen is better than you think. And the reason I asked about the Kyle Allen dynasty thing was my feeling is whether it's this year or sometime soon, look, I mean, Tom Brady's playing into his 40s, Drew Brees is playing into his 40s, Ben Roethlisberger's 37, he's coming back, he says he's coming back next year. I don't know to Stefania's point. How much longer Cam Newton, who's been hit more than any quarterback in the NFL since he came into the league, wants to keep playing? Like, you see, some, see, you see Andrew Luck at the beginning of the year retire, and a lot of people are like, I get it. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it too. I, I don't want to sort of speculate on when Cam might potentially retire. I, that's, a, that's a different conversation, I think, for him probably later on in the year. But I, I guess... But don't you think it's within the realm of possibility that sooner rather than later he comes to this, that decision? I mean, and again, I, I'm just going off of what Stefania's saying as well. And not that she's uh, insinuating anything, but again, I agree with Stefania. The body language just seems defeated. Sure, yeah. No, that's, that's fair. It's fair. I'm, I, I, I get so distracted by his outfits that I have a hard time looking at the body language, to be honest with you. Looking you're like, a little, I, I know, you're a little jelly. You're, you, you no, know, you're like, actually. they're he like, looks... he's got that fashion flair. Have you seen what he's wearing recently? He's awesome. I, I awesome? Love... You like the, like the little the red rider thing? Be you, baby. Do okay. you. On that note, let's just quickly, because we have a lot of news to get to, on these Panthers playmakers, I think you kind of suggested this, Matthew, that like, if you have been starting DJ Moore week to week, or maybe Curtis Samuel, maybe even Greg Olson, who's been great so far, I think you're going to be okay. I don't think we see a precipitous drop in terms of overall production from those guys. And, you know, if Arizona's first two games are any indication, yeah. you're going to be able to throw it a ton yeah. against the Cardinals on Sunday in Arizona. By the way, a dirt cheap Kyle Allen will be a popular DFS pick in tournaments this year, this week, I would think as well, if he ends up starting for the Carolina Panthers. All right, so let's get to a player that is starting now because news from New York this morning that the Giants are turning the keys over to Daniel Jones, six overall pick. Got some Giants fans in here, maybe some Duke fans yeah. in here. I don't know. Maybe just some Daniel of, Jones fans in here. A lot of Duke fans, a lot of Danny yeah. Dimes yeah. fans in the crowd. Charlotte Latin fans here in the building. Anyways, Daniel Jones is now the Giants' new starting quarterback. Eli Manning was not fantasy relevant at all. Is there any fantasy relevance to this? Like, does this bode well even better for Evan Ingram? Does it bode worse for he and Sterling Shepard? Could Daniel Jones himself be a, you know, maybe like a sneaky play in fantasy? I think potentially. So first off, I think, I think he's going to be better than Eli. Me too. I, I genuinely <laughs> think he's going to be better than Eli. Believe it or I not, mean, like, me too. <laughs> low bar to cross, I get it. But uh, like, I think he will be, uh, I think he will be better uh, than Eli. So I think that's just going to help It'll help the offense. They'll be in scoring position more often, more efficient offense. I think you'll, you know, Saquon's already number one, but, like, I think it'll help Evan Ingram. I think it'll help Sterling Shepard. When Golden Tate comes back, maybe he'll be relevant as all. And to your question about sneaky fantasy value, potentially, again, like, I'm talking about deeper leagues, two quarterback leagues, 14, 16 team leagues, but there's some sneaky rushing value, right? So here's a guy in three years at Duke that ran for over 1,300 yards, had 17 rushing touchdowns, like, they're, you know, ran a little bit in the preseason. Well, like, he's more yeah, he's mobile a, than yeah. you would think. He's not as mobile as, say, greatest quarterback to ever live, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> not as great as that. I'm not saying that. But I am saying there is a little bit of fantasy upside there with Daniel Jones and, and again, deeper or two quarterback leagues. Yes. It's funny you say that he's more mobile than you think. Is that to say, like, he's more mobile than anybody who never watched Duke football? Because let's be honest, no one's watched Duke football, right? I mean, like... You have no frame of reference on him prior to... Wow. 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 Vitriol. I did not wow. know I was going to say... I didn't even say anything. Wow. wow. I, don't, Coming up next, we got some Grayson Allen talk just, in the second half of the podcast. Duke sucks. Look, don't say that to your boss. That's a smarter joke than you guys. That was a good joke. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, here we go. Moving along good joke. Before you get yourself in trouble, Allen Michael Gallup... But that was a smart joke. That was a good you, joke. Stefania, because... Michael Gallup was really good for the first two weeks of the season for the he Cowboys. Did. A monster game in week one, another 40 yard, or 60 yards in week two on four catches. Now he's hurt. 
He is hurt. Michael Gallup undergoing arthroscopic surgery for a meniscus tear. Um, Look, the good news, when you hear two to four weeks, it tells you that they're not doing a major repair. They're just going in and cleaning up the injury. You always want to wait till they come out of the surgery, make sure that that's exactly what they did. Um, But the estimation is that once you get the swelling down, get his strength back, he can get back on the field. We saw a player in DK Metcalf come back and look amazing very quickly after a small procedure. I wouldn't expect everyone to have that recovery time, but I think certainly there's a possibility that Michael Gallup is back within as little as two weeks. You know, stay tuned. Should probably grab the microphone and speak into it. <laughs> Anyways, Michael Gallup being back in as soon as two weeks is really good news, Matthew, because I think people were A, counting on him, and B, worried it could be a lot longer. I guess in the meantime, obviously Dak Prescott's still going to be fine. They've got plenty of weapons there. But Randall Cobb, Devin Smith, is there any signs of life to replace Michael Gallup with another Cowboys wide receiver? I don't think so. Look, they're playing Miami this week. Right? Anything so, can I mean, happen. Like, anything yeah. can happen. So, sure. But for me, I, I think there are other... You know, when I sit there and look at Terry McLaurin, not 100% roster. John Ross, not 100% roster. There are other guys. I mean, Field, you write the free agent finds column for ESPN.com. I haven't had a chance to. I download it. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, uh, no problem. Is, did, you, did Devin Smith or Randall Cobb make your column? They did not. And, you know, I'm trying not to focus too much on guys that, like, would only apply to, like, super deep leagues. Yes. Where at, the point, at the time the column was submitted, by the way, we didn't even know that Michael Gallup had been hurt. So they're sort of like... But would they have had you known that? Because like for Probably me, I'm not. just sort of like, eh. No, I think the value will be in DFS formats. For those yes. who are playing DFS, maybe Devin Smith has some value. But again, by the way, like he was, it was awesome to see him make that big play last yeah, week. Yeah, sure. He's been, like, he's been in and out of the league. Like This is a, you know, I think if the Cowboys were counting on him more, we might have known about it a bit more prior yeah. to this past week. Yes. So in terms of, in terms of uh, consistent fantasy value, no, I think it's still – they're going to go heavy on Zeke, and I think you'll see Amari Cooper, and they'll spread it around a little bit. But I'm not picking one of those guys up. I'd rather just wait for Michael Gallup to come back. We're going to hand the mic over to Stefania because Stefania is going to take the hosting role here for a little game. We call. Patience or panic. <laughs> All right, well, you're going to let her host and let her host. <laughs> I, I, just, I just let her host. It's all yours to find. This is actually how this is actually how it is every single day, guys. Um, <laughs> all right, so a little game that we're going to call patience or panic. And Matthew, Phil just told us that. Yeah, Phil already I, said well, that. Stefania, jerk. Oh, oh Lord, I can't get started here. Okay, Matthew. Yes, ma'am. Are you ready? Obviously. <laughs> Devonte Freeman. We thought he was going to have a clear. <laughs> is your name right, Matthew Barry? Right, Are you we, named we Matthew? <laughs> Maybe it is. Okay. Uh, we thought he was going to have a clear number one role, the departure of yeah. Tevin Coleman, things opening up healthy finally after missing virtually all of last season and health concerns at the end of the year before. And yet he really has not shown us number one value. What say you? All right. So now's the time. I'm going to ask the audience real quickly. At the, on the count of three, I want you to yell whether you think it's panic or patience. One, two, three. I have zero I think, idea what you guys. I think uh, I think Panic won it. I think Panic won so it. I'm not, and I'm I'm not sure. A, I'm what? <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, was I'm pretty sure it was Panic. Um, and that's the correct answer, by the way. I think it's I think it's legit here to Panic here. I mean, so so far he's got 13.5 fantasy points for the year. He's running back 46 on the season. Like honestly, like his touches keep going down. 
Uh, Ito Smith has actually looked pretty good. 10 carries for 53 yards. I'm sorry, 10 carries for 63 yards this year. It's more of a timeshare than I would have thought. Uh, they lost Lindstrom on the offensive line. Uh, you know, uh, McGarry got banged up. He was in and out of that game Sunday night. Like, yep. I'm a little bit nervous as well. Now, in fairness to the Falcons, they have played the Vikings and the Eagles, two very good front sevens. So we will see what happens uh, going forward. So I'm not saying drop them or anything like that. But if you ask me, am I nervous about Devontae Freeman? You bet, especially considering he was basically drafted in the top three rounds. All right, let's move it along. Um, see, I'm being just like Field. We're going to move it along. Uh, Pittsburgh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who we all thought was going to have this wide open lane with the departure of Antonio Brown. Now, the combination of the fact that right now he's wide receiver 33 through the season, 11 catches, 162 yards, and no Ben Roethlisberger. Patience or panic? All right, so I'm going to take this one. Juju Smith-Schuster with a quick crowdsource here. Again, on, on three, you'll have the opportunity to chime in. Patience or panic? One, two, three. Patience. Okay, I think right, the crowd, a very, very unified I think crowd. The temperature of the room yeah. is, is what I think as well, which is I am going to remain patient here with Juju Smith-Schuster. I understand it. It's a huge question mark with Ben Roethlisberger no longer in the lineup for 2019. Some silver linings here for Juju. It feels like it's been a bad start. He's had 75 or more yards in each of the first two games. He's one of just eight receivers in football to do that. And at some point, I think you have to kind of give a team the benefit of the doubt. And I think, as much as it may not play well down here, I'm going to do that with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? They have a lot of faith in Mason Rudolph. They have a lot of faith in Mason Rudolph. Enough so that I have enough faith in Mason Rudolph that he can keep Juju Smith-Schuster afloat. This is still one of the most talented players. Over the weekend, became the youngest player in the history of the NFL to ever surpass 2,500 receiving yards. He passed Randy Moss. Like, the guy's got plenty of talent. I'm hanging tight here. I remain patient with Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. I, I think that's the right answer, yeah. but I would just like to point out very quickly that after a hot start, you are losing the suck-up-off badly. <laughs> Badly. I would, just like to, I would just like to point out that with the season-ending injury to Ben Roethlisberger, oh, no. Baker Mayfield not looking great, and Andy Dalton being Andy Dalton, <laughs> this division looks right for the taking for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm just saying... Just saying. Oh, Matthew. Okay, I'm going to try and bring reel you back in. Stick with the patience or panic theme, and let's talk about another wide receiver. Down, this one down in Tampa Bay, Mr. Mike Evans. And I don't know if this is much a function of him or of his quarterback, who had us saying once again, you know, every time we say he's going to turn the corner, it's like, you know, once bitten, twice shy now. So what, where are you with Mike Evans, who only has six catches for 89 yards on the season? That's Whoa. not good. All right. Let's do, on a count of three. One, two, three. Patience. Ooh, I agree. I think that was more patience. So, yeah, a lot more patience right there. Look, do I wish Mike Evans had a quarterback like Lamar Jackson throwing to him? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. But I think he gets Setting better here. First up. off, listen. His average career finish, wide receiver 13. He's never been worse than wide receiver 23. Uh, 2014 to 2018, last four seasons. This is a guy with a 25% target share. So far this year, a 22% target share. 
you know, they threw it to him in the end zone. It was an off-target throw. And then you think about Tampa Bay so far this year. First game at home. Jameis was awful playing against the 49ers defense, which, by the way, the 49ers defense. Pretty good. 49ers I was just going to say, like, as much as I would love to make fun of Stefania, 49ers (laughs) defense, like, again, it's been Tampa Bay and Cincinnati, but they've looked good. Like, through two weeks, I think the 49ers defense might be better than we're giving them credit for. And then they have to travel to Carolina on a short week with bad weather where they're in and off the field. Like, I don't know that we have enough of a sample size to really start panicking yet about Mike Evans. I believe he is too talented, and I believe this offense will be too fantasy-friendly, too pass-heavy for me to bail yet on Mike Evans. In fact, I would go just the opposite. I would make a buy-low offer on him to a panicked uh, fantasy player in your league. Let's stick with the same offense, then. I'm going to ask both of you, because here we're coming to a tight end that when we were talking about tight end tiers and drafting preseason, there was sort of a cutoff, right? And, And that cutoff usually fell right around... O.J. Howard, who we thought had the potential to be a top tight end. I know. Just, just, sorry, just just for clarity, are you booing O.J. Howard or Stefania? What? Who said Stefania? Yeah, security. You're out. Clear this man. Yeah. <laughs> Clear. Get that person out. That's right. And bring them to the back and buy him a beer. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, for that field, I'm going to go to you first. <laughs> Matthew, sit tight. Four for 32 this year. No catches at all in week two. Big donut for O.J. Howard. Patience and panic. So I think I know what the pulse of the room would be. And yet I actually am going to be reluctantly patient with O.J. Howard. And here's why. There's like six good tight ends in fantasy football. Are there six? (laughs) There's eight. Okay, so maybe there's eight good tight ends in fantasy football. I, I am being patient because I feel like I have no choice. Like, who am I going to go add? Dallas Goddard, who catches one pass every three weeks? And he's what hurt. What am I going to do? He's hurt. Can't add him. <laughs> Jason Witt. So Jason, Jason Witt is scoring touchdowns. Respect to Jason Witt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the problem right now, though. Is that like, okay, Will Disley, who had zero catches in week one, right? So it's like, you can, you can go and grab and, and add somebody who's got just as good of a chance to go zero for zero as O.J. Howard did last week. Matthew, do you agree? Uh, I do not. I would like to say that um, uh, Field saying that he's reluctantly patient is sort of his attitude towards me on the podcast. Very good point. Yeah, <laughs> he's very. He's always he's reluctantly patient with me. Um, we should get you a T-shirt with that or something like that. Should I be prefer, a I prefer Lamar Jackson T-shirts. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Also, you guys like how, how bad you showed up yeah, to the great up. state of Maryland. Yeah. What's known for two things. Crab cakes in football. I've worn friggin' lobster socks. You're some sort of grade A moron. Come on. At least it's I like wore socks. Them. At least I wore socks. I'm wearing anyway, socks. So listen, OJ Howard, is he a Mark Andrews? No, what of course not. What a sweet not. insult that was. Oh, At least I'm wearing oh, socks. Oh my gosh. But I am panicked. I am panicked on OJ Howard. Okay? He ran 54 routes and got zero targets in week two. 54 routes. Is He's been bad? targeted on just 13% of routes this season. That would have ranked last among qualified tight ends last year. Bruce Arians called him out. In week one, Cameron Brait, not O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait had two different touchdowns called back by penalty. It was on the same drive, so technically it's sort of only one. But two different times, Cameron Brait caught a ball in the end zone only to have that overturned by a penalty. Now, there was a Bruce Arians quote today on Twitter, this is oh, from. Don't read it. Don't read it. Okay. Hang on. 
This is, uh, this is uh, from uh, Greg Allman, who does a great job covering the Buccaneers. And Arian says, when asked about uh, O.J. Howard's slow start, said, quote, we don't dictate who gets the ball, the defense does. So sometimes it will spread around for different people every week. Um, and he thinks that the ball, quote, the balls will come. So maybe, but... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading the quote. I'm just reading the quote. I just want to quote the man. So, I gave the you man. the out. I gave you the so, out. The man said the balls will come. I'm just saying. Will they? You know what? Will they? You, you are now cut off. I'm going to go on. I'm hosting. Okay. Just, the last one. The last, the last player, the most important in my mind I'm on panicked. this list. I'm, I'm a nervous on O.J. Howard. Yeah, we heard you. Okay. <laughs> the balls will come. That's, well, that's, are that's, you, stop it. I'm, I'm quoting a coach in the NFL. This is journalism. You know, I'm, I'm, this is journalism. <laughs> it is the absolute opposite of journalism. Okay. Field, please yeah. rescue us from this abyss that Matthew's taking us in. And tell me what to do about my tight end. George Kittle, who only has 11 catches. <laughs> You're trying to get me into an HR violation. I mean, what are you doing to me, Stavania? You can't just, like, <laughs> Stavania, like, you can't, you can't just lead a path for a layup there and expect me not to dunk it. Like, what are you doing to me over here? All right, fine. Uh, Field, Stavania would like, would like to know about her tight end. She's asking you to comment on her tight end. She wants to know what you think. Are you panicked about her tight end or are you patient with her tight end? (laughs) I I got this for you. I got this. So if you could just field Yates, comment on Stefania's tight end. That is what she's asked you to do. Right? (laughs) I mean, look what you've done. George Kittle through two You know, just when I think I've worked with this guy for over a decade, nothing can shock me. And yet... (laughs) One more time. What was the question again? (laughs) I I, I know. Sabanya specifically (laughs) wanted to know about her tight end. Okay, got it. She said, tell me about my tight end, referring to her own, I think. So her tight end. Stefania's tight end. 108 yards, but let's face it, two touchdowns called back on penalty. His fantasy points would look a lot different if that hadn't happened. How how worried are you about her tight end? I am not at all panicked about George Kittle. I'm very patient on George Kittle, who last year, through two games, had just 18.2 fantasy points. He went on to have one of the greatest seasons by a tight end in the history of the NFL. Record-breaking, I believe. Uh, well, but in terms of receiving yards, yes. it was the best ever. One of the best in terms of total production from a tight end of all time. Of course I'm being patient on George Kittle. If you think otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. And on that note... Yeah, they will. Matthew, look yeah. down here. All right, Matthew, it's time for some straight talk. You ready yeah, for this? Yeah, look, Field. Oh, wait, here. We're supposed to act this out. Come stand okay. up with me. Uh. As you know, one of us was a cast member of Avengers Endgame. I was good in that. Thank you. Balls will come, Field. All right. (laughs) Look, Field, it's time for some straight talk. Field, you wouldn't want to spend more to get the exact same thing, would you? No. So when I tell you that straight talk wireless runs on the same networks as the big guys, but charges you a lot less, you got to take that deal and run. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, the deal got even better. Straight Talk Wireless now offers 25, count what? them, 25 gigs of high-speed data on their $45 unlimited plan. Wow. That's right. Okay. Tell me more. You get America's best networks and 25 gigs of how data. Many? 25 gigs what? of For data. How much? 25 gigs of data. For how much? For 45 bucks. What? A month. That's Where can it. I buy it. 45 bucks a month, 25 gigs of data. It's straight talk, straight talk wireless, everything for less, and it's only at Walmart. For 25 gigabytes at high speed, first 25 gigabytes at high speed, then 2G. See terms at straighttalk.com. 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 That was amazing, you guys. I am in awe. End every scene. <laughs> Time now to begin the show as we discuss the Baltimore Ravens, the 2 0 best offense in football, the Lamar Jackson front runner for MVP, perhaps the greatest quarterback I have ever seen with my own eyes. Baltimore Ravens. And it's time for us to play a little game of true or false. Don't you dare boobie back there. True or false. As we may be losing Matthew Mayer, oh he may be going into the abyss. I know. Here's how the game no. works. You know we, what? We make a statement. We ask no, true or false. Field Gates. Yes. I see what you're doing. You're bringing up the Baltimore Ravens trying to suck up to this crowd. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go into the crowd. I'm a man of the people. You are a man of the That's people. That's right. I just want to come hang out with you guys. What's up? I got Buffalo Bills here. What's up, Josh Allen? Is that actually Josh Allen, Allen right there? What's going on? It might actually be Josh Allen. Wait, Brett oh, Favre is here tonight. In the house. Tony Romo's here. On? Hi, guys. Excuse Hello. me for a second. Pardon me. Hi. Pardon me. How Ooh. are you? He's a company man. I love that. Look at that. Nice job. Hey, how are you? What's up? Stefania, please marry me. <laughs> he, what do you say, Stefania? He, just full scouting report. He is wearing a wedding ring. Oh. He also has two kids. He lets me know. <laughs> but it shows he's willing to commit. Don't say no immediately. Yeah. What's your name, sir? Levi. Levi. Kind of like our stadium, where Kinda my like tight end lives. So you found a seat. What's You're also right. in the seat. There, right, and there's a lot we... of beer on the seat. Like we're, it's got to be honest. It's it's a little sloppy it's here. What happens when you become a man of the people, Matthew? Let's a talk. Okay. A little Baltimore Ravens. True or false? Drew, Drew Brees back here is the one spilling the beer. No, Drew Brees. What's up? Hey, well, what's he's up? got a banged up thumb. It's oh, kind of hard to do that without selfies. a fully functioning thumb. I'm taking selfies. Give me a minute. Here's statement one, Matthew. Here we go. Lamar Jackson will finish as a top three fantasy quarterback in 2019. Wow. We should should ask the audience. Let me ask the audience first. It's a great call, Stefania. Oh, I've got an answer. Oh, you want to ask me? I'm in the audience. No. True or false? A large man is mooing back there is what no. it sounds like. In all seriousness, in, in all seriousness, here's what I would say. If you are redrafting today, yes. you're not always going to be able to beat up on Arizona and Miami. Having said that, the running is legitimate. I believe the throwing and the offensive scheme is legitimate. And if you are dra- drafting today, here's who, you're, here's who you could argue taking over him, right? You could argue taking Mahomes. You could, Good argument. Yes. You could, you, you could argue Deshaun Watson. Okay. You could argue Tom Brady, especially if Antonio Brown plays the whole year. You could argue it. I'm just saying you could argue it, people. Calm down. Don't make me leave. 
Case Keenum. No, not even not even I can go in Case Keenum. But then like like I like I guess you, but like I think you you could but to me I think Jackson's right there at four. Dak Prescott's a good one as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, you I could argue Dak, you could argue Wentz, you could <laughs> argue Matt Ryan, but I think I believe if you have a draft today, Lamar Jackson goes top five. I agree on that one. Listen to this. Six I'm going true. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think true. Here's an interesting little nugget. Thanks to Thirsty Kyle. Thirsty Kyle. 64.4 fantasy points so far for Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes in last year, 67.2 at this point. That's how close Lamar Jackson's productivity has been to the top guy. Number two here, true or false, Marquise Hollywood Brown will be the top scoring rookie wide receiver in fantasy football in 2019. Are you booing? True. I am surprised by the number of shaking heads. Like, what other rookie wide receivers are you? Maybe you know what it is. We got a bunch of Terry McLaurin fans here, huh? I can't hear. As things presently stand, Marquise Brown leads the way with 47.3. Terry McLaurin's at 40.7. DK Metcalf at 28. And Debo Samuel at 25.1. A lot of love for Debo Samuel here tonight, huh? That lot? Oh. Yeah. South Carolina? I'm is going that, oh, true again. This is even pandering. I love you. I love you more. They did no play the Dolphins. That's right. 13 targets last week. What do you got, Matthew? You're a Redskins fan. Yeah, no, I'm just, I was trying to get through and no one would actually get up for me. It was, they were doing that, they were doing the airplane scene. It's like you're at a movie, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, could you stand up? And they didn't want to stand up for me. Got it, okay. This is the road of mock. There you go. Hi, don't mark me. Pardon me. Hi, how are you? Hi, what's going on? True or false, Matthew? Right there, hang on. Yeah, what what do we got? Uh, True or false, Hollywood Brown will finish as the number one scoring fantasy wide receiver amongst rookies this season. I think that's false. I think that's false. But Homer pick? Who is it then? I think I, I, you guys should call me a Homer. I do think it's Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Terry McLaurin. A lot of Redskins fans here. Homer. No, in all seriousness. Homer. I'm just saying, he's getting a 30% target. He's getting a 30% target share. He's playing every snap. He doesn't have the injury concerns that Marquise Hollywood Brown does. And here's the thing. It's actually more of a compliment to the Ravens because they have, they have Andrews. You know they want to be run heavy. They have Miles Boykin, who I like a lot, and they haven't, we haven't seen a lot out of him. Like, McLaurin is all they have in Washington. And I actually think the other thing is, is I think the Ravens are pretty good. So as a result, I think they're actually going to be up in a lot of games and not needing to throw the way that they did against uh, Miami and Arizona. Redskins are going to be trailing a lot this year. Compelling case there for Terry McLaurin. Let's get to our third and final one here. You ready? Will Mark Andrews be this year's George Kittle in that he will finish as a top five fantasy tight end in 2019? Mark Andrews right now is number one amongst tight ends in fantasy points. He's got 50 of them. Mark Andrews will finish as a top five fantasy tight end this season. True or false? Wow, that was the most convincing wow. true I think so of as the well. three. Who's yeah. going to argue against this right now? I mean, obviously, it's been a red-hot start for basically everybody in Baltimore. But we just said, there's like eight good tight ends. If you play 16 games, you've got like a better than 50-50% chance, whatever. 50-50 chance <laughs> to be a top five tight end. Yes. 
high, pro, high, high prolific. Jesus, it would be helpful to be able to talk in a podcast, huh? I am shook. Field. The balls will come. The balls will come, Field. The ball. Okay, there we go. Good to know, Matthew. So the go. balls will come, Mark Andrews. Way is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Is, Top five is tight Mark, end. Hey, when you discuss Mark Andrews, is that Stefania's tight end or is it somebody else? Stefania, care to elaborate? I've already tuned him out, Field, like I okay. usually do. I don't even know what he's You know he what said. I'm doing here? I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with people. I'm a man of the people, obviously. Baltimore loves me. I love Baltimore. Is that uh, Ray Lewis right it, next to you? It, it's, uh, well, it is. It's actually uh, uh, Ray, right? It, it, literally, his name is Ray, and this is his son, Lance. Oh, so, nice. A fantastic moment. They both wanted selfies with me. Of course, Ray pulls out his phone, just takes a, you know, takes him a second. He's got to flip it around. And, and, uh, right. And then Lance just pulls out Snapchat and just, boom, just immediately yeah, hits me with a selfie. Very sure. similar to you, Field. Nice. Very similar Hold to on, you. Lance. Very close to your I'm age. into the Snapchat as well. All right. So anyways, it feels like we have consensus there. Yes, I'm Mark Andrews. I don't even know what the question is, but I'm, yes, I'm Mark Andrews. Okay, good. The answer is true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some fun stuff now, because I yeah. believe we have some questions from the audience that have been submitted. Yes. To oh, Daniel Dobbs. And I'm around. not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, oh. you don't get to ask questions. questions. What's no. your question? You have one question for Stefania. Make it great. Will you marry Levi? Because he seems like a good dude. What <laughs> <laughs> about a date? Would you go on a date with Levi? What's, what's in it for you? Did Sam Darnold agree to something? Is that how this got set up? I can neither confirm nor deny that, but if I can get Sam to double with us. <laughs> Look. Levi Double date, the four of you? Levi told me he texted his wife, the wife's going to watch the kids, so I'll you pass. guys can go out <laughs> on your dream date. Okay. Yeah, no, we're... we're don't do that's, it. Yeah, that's right. Got to be a Niners fan. I mean, Are I like the single, name. sir? He says no. Shamefully, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. He seems very proud. He seems happy about that. He's very depressed. Can we move on? To yeah, the, you bet we the can. Real questions we got three questions. Here we go. Three questions from three Daniel questions Dobbs. from Frank our Q and A. This question is from Michael Dent. Michael, stand up. Where are you at, Michael? Right here. Oh, right here. Give it up for oh, Michael oh, for a question. Of course, Michael. All right. He says, "I have Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. What should I what? ask from my Baltimore Homer League for Lamar Jackson in a trade?" I mean, literally a top five running back or a right. top five wide receiver. Yeah. If you're playing a Baltimore Homer League, if there's ever a time you Wait, can... Wait, what was the question? Oh, I my was gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was finding a seat. I'm over here. Oh, there you are. I'm in the corner. The thing is that when you scream into the oh. mic, it amplifies from that. So you can't just, like, I don't hear you anymore from over there than over there. <laughs> oh. I should come back? All right. Hi, excuse me, pardon me, sorry, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, sorry, excuse me, excuse me, oops, sorry, sorry, excuse me, pardon me, so sorry, 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 I could go there, but let's, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, I'm just sorry, sorry, just trying to get through, gotta get back to the stage, sorry, excuse me, field needs me, sorry, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, all right, I'm back. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Did you just ask him to give it up for yourself? Give it up I do me. think that's what happened. He was like, there you go, ladies did and gentlemen. Like a it's a, like a pat on the back. I, did, I was hey trying guys. to put it in a different voice. Did it not work? No, not like, at all. No. Oh, give it up for Matthew Burry. Still right. not working. Hello. Hello, governors. Give oh, it up for Matthew Burry. All right. Did you hear the question, Matthew? You want me to yes, say it again? If you play in a Baltimore Homer League and you've got both Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, what would you be targeting in a trade? I contend, seriously, a top five running back or a top five wide receiver. You play in a league where everybody's going to want Lamar Jackson. 
He's been amazing. He's going to be awesome this week against Kansas City because of their defensive woes so far this year. I will be literally looking for a top five. If I could get Dalvin Cook right now for Lamar Jackson, I would do it right now. What if it's not a Baltimore Homer League and it's just a regular league? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that could people have are yelling things at me. get the same value. What? I think you could still get the same value. Even in a non-Baltimore yeah. Homer League. Yeah. Because somebody's going to be excited. If the productivity for Lamar Jackson's off the charts. You just have to sell it like it's going to keep going no matter what. And here's the other thing I would say. So I would say two things. First off, I think what I would do if I had that scenario, and I actually had a friend text me who said he had Mahomes and Jackson. So what I would do in that scenario is, first off, is I would send an email to the league, or at least send an email to multiple people in the league, and, and I would do it this business? week. What, and I would do it publicly. Like, I wouldn't do it individually. I would do it publicly. And, like, I would, I would email whoever had Breeze, whoever had Roethlisberger, whoever has Cam... Um, you know, maybe if there's a guy in your league that went in on just Winston or something like that. I would target all the people that have quarterback needs one way or the other. I would put them all in the same email or text chain, and I would say, hey, guys, I got Watson, I got Jackson, and I need whatever. I need a running back, I need a wide receiver, whatever your position of need is. And I need a wide receiver. I'm trading one of these guys, best offer wins, go. So what you're doing is is you're creating a, a, a sense of urgency there Especially, and I would do it this week because if ever there was a week where you need a quarterback, it's this one, right? And so that's what I would do. And then other people are going to sit there and go, oh, well, I don't, I don't necessarily want Jackson, but I definitely don't want Stefania to get Jackson. You know what I mean? So I would just do it very publicly in that way and sort of, Sounds in a like way, realistic. kind of try to, try to create a kind of a, a feeding frenzy. All right, Daniel, what All else right, you got next. for us? All right, next question comes from Nick Aello. Nick, where are you at? Stand up for us. Oh, there he is. There's Nick. Up, Nick, Giants fan. Nick wants to know, which top 10 running back will be most impacted by the loss of his quarterback? Alvin Kamara, James Conner, CMC, or Saquon? Great question. Ooh, right that is a good That's question. a really good question. Yeah. Uh, I think the answer, let's, go order of, let's go process of elimination. Yeah. Not Saquon, because quarterback play has never been as catalyzed. <laughs> no. Right. right? Um, I would say not Alvin Kamara, because I actually think the Saints will go more run heavy, honestly. Without Drew Brees. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, here's the thing about James Conner. Uh, yeah, yeah, here's the I, thing about James Conner. You know, he's not 100% either because he he's got let, a knee issue, yeah. Yeah, he's got a knee issue, and now he's told his teammates that he thinks he's going to play this week, but I don't think that's a lock. Yeah, he, and he then, told the radio know, station he, that he would be good to go for yeah. Sunday. So, and, and then you factor think, in yeah, that, think, and James Conner would be my pick up. as well. Yeah. James yeah. Conner. All right, Daniel. One more to bring us on home. All right, we got one more. This one's from The Real McCoy. I have no idea what your real name is. Oh. If your name is The Real McCoy on Twitter, will you please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Oh, up I can't see anything. What's up, dude? What's up, man? All right, oh. so he wants to know, should I hold tight or bail on Josh Gordon? Ooh. Oh. Well, define, okay. Here's so. what I would say. I would say define bail. I was going to say, I'm assuming that means, does that mean cut by, or trade or what? Trade. Trade. No, because what are you going to be able to trade him for right now is the problem. Here's the reason why I think I'd hold tight, is that this Antonio Brown situation is unfolding as we speak. Uh, We do know that the accuser in the most recent case met with the NFL for 10 hours on Monday, so it seems at least possible that there could be some movement with Antonio Brown one way or the other over the next week or two or three weeks. I think along those lines, 
When I say movement, I mean like, hey, he could be put on the commissioner's exemplist, or he could be cleared, and this could be gone, and he could be in no peril of missing games going forward. Along those lines, I will be holding tight with Josh Gordon because if something happens to Antonio Brown, we got a glimpse of what could be you know, a, a very productive season from Josh Gordon in week one. We had that 70-plus uh, yard, three-catch, one-touchdown game. Feels like what you're saying about Josh Gordon is that the balls will come. <laughs> that you should hang tight on Josh Gordon then. because good the point. balls good point. will come. Okay, good, good point there. A couple more questions uh, from Daniel. What do you got? Yeah, we're going to do two more, we decided, from this. We had a couple of good questions. By the this way, one I comes... see shots there. Before you get there, Daniel, real quickly, I see shots there. Who put those shots there? That guy right there? Do we... I don't know. Do we trust him? Have, have they been spiked? What are, are those shots of fireball? Is that what they are? What are they shots of? What are they? What is this a shot of? I'm going to pass. Jack, fire? That was fireball. Baltimore! Somehow it tastes better every you time okay? you take it. You okay, Matthew? You okay? You have this look on your face. Like... <laughs> you look like Sam Darnold. <laughs> What, what, what are you doing later? What's going on, baby? How you doing? How you doing? You do doing? not look like George Kittle. <laughs> All right, Daniel, a couple more questions. Because, listen, listen, have a fireball, and let me wear that mediocre shirt. Let me know. <laughs> Daniel, what do we you got for us, bud? We got two more questions. This one comes from Jason Mitchell. Jason, where are you at? Jason, Jason, is your wife with you at the show tonight? Oh, Jason's wife is here. Jason wants to know, how do I reconcile marrying a Steelers fan as a Ravens fan? Wait, come up here. I've got a... Come here, come here. Matthew knows a couple divorce lawyers. Listen, come here. So you're Jason, right? What is your name? Rebecca. So Jason and Rebecca, turn around, face the crowd. <laughs> Lovely couple, by the way. Wow. Jason, Jason, you are a Steelers fan? Ravens You're fan. You're a Ravens fan. So He's- Rebecca is a Steelers fan. All right. Now for this side. Rebecca is a Steelers fan. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? He wasn't sure. Six years. <laughs> right there, you go. We've so, been married for three years. Do you guys have kids? Yes, one. Do you how, actually? How, oh two. He's like, yes. <laughs> one. You just said two. Did you just get the number of I, kids wrong? Wow. I can't count. One that's his. Wow. One that's his. What? One, two. I've oh. two. I've. All right. Oh my goodness. Rebecca, uh, are they both with him? <laughs> We just may have witnessed the end of that relationship. Better I mean, <laughs> question. I, I got to be honest with you. I started this thinking like, ah, oh, he should dump her. I'm now thinking she should dump him. Because, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm not the greatest husband in the world, but I know how many kids I have. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, brother. Fair, I mean, fair point. In your you mind, when you were thinking when you had one Dude. kid, you were thinking of clearly one of your two children. So now, if someone ever asks you, which is your favorite kid, 
whoever you it's just like jog your memory to right there, that's your favorite kid. Yep. You Rebecca, can name it. Rebecca, give Rebecca the mic for one second. I'm just curious, real quickly. Rebecca, what are you looking for in a second husband? I'm just curious. <laughs> we have a lot of male listeners. I'm just, just curious. Nathan Rudolph. I am the second husband. What? I am the second husband. You're the second husband. <laughs> Mixed marriages can work. Mixed marriages can work. Oh, I feel like we could. Yeah, that's all right. It's going to be tough to top that, but Daniel, do you have one more? We got one more. This question comes from Ashley. Ashley, where are you at? All right. What's up, Ashley? Ashley Ashley says. Ashley, turn around and show me you're wearing Ravens colors right there for Baltimore. There you go. Let's go. Love it. Baltimore. Ashley says. Since Stefania said no to Levi, will Field Yates marry me? Oh, that is a good question. Woo. And I will answer that for you. Yes, he will. Thank you. <laughs> yes, he will. Field, when you, Field you, uh, you recently got uh, married to the lovely Chapin Duke. Chapin Yates. Tell me that. Now Chapin yeah. Yates. Yeah. Uh, I was at the wedding, as was Stefania. Hammered, both of you. We were now. hammered. Now. But... Uh, well, actually, sorry, Beth Ashley, and I. Right? Ashley is your name. Beth and I were at the wedding. Yes, that's you true. were third I was, wheel. I was, I was a third wheel. <laughs> that's hundred percent true. My wife and Stefania were there at the wedding, and I was just a third wheel. I was along for the ride. Um, so anyway, Ashley has asked you to marry her. Your thoughts? Are there rules in, in Maryland that prohibit multiple marriages at one time? <laughs> I mean, we just saw Rebecca. I, I mean, like say, Rebecca. <laughs> any thoughts on how to handle this? I think you're okay? good. Sure, of course. Hundred percent. Pleasure. Do you have Ravens tickets? <laughs> No. She doesn't have Ravens tickets. Work on that part. Yeah, I, I gotta Daniel, work on Sunday. Text yes, Chapin and lovely. see if she's into an open marriage. I will. T- <laughs> I will ask. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question. Uh, was anybody else here in 2012 when I saw Bayside in Motion City soundtrack here at Rams Head Live? Thank you very much. Other people know who Bayside is. You guys suck. Great stuff, right there. Bayside. Most importantly. Most importantly. Thank you to those people. But most importantly. Thank you to all of you who came out here to Rams Head Live yes. in Baltimore to hang out and support Woo! the three of us. Look at you guys. Lights on. You guys deserve it. You are an amazing crowd. We Baltimore. know. Baltimore. We know. What, what do you say? Go no, ahead. No. You said Baltimore. Baltimore, listen. It, to come out to see us, like, it is not a cheap ticket. And then you got to, sometimes you got to pay for a sitter. You got to pay for parking. And it's a dinner out. Like, for you guys to take time out of your evening, everyone's got kids and jobs and and friends and other activities for people to take time out of their lives to not only spend it with us via podcast, but here in person at Rams Head Live here in Baltimore. I cannot tell you how much it means to Field, Stefania, Daniel, Keith, Kyle, and myself. It means a tremendous amount to May us. May I ask one question, a crowdsource question, one more time. If you learned one thing tonight during this podcast, what might it have been? <laughs> From the bottom of all of our hearts, Thank you, 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 thank you so much. God bless and peace out. Twitter says he loves college hoops and talking tribe. Like Shefty and Secret Squirrel. That was Lips and Drops. He's a two-phone guy. If you look at the start of bowling league. 
GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere. Which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, you guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. I, uh, listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. <laughs> GEICO, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app.